0: Well, back with another edition of our Preps podcast. Kyle Nedner up here and joined by uh, Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And coming to you a little bit later this week, had some uh, uh, difficulty just trying to get through some stuff and and, uh, just a busy week, nothing bad, just a busy week. So uh, glad we could do this again. And, and Logan, it's just been one of those seasons where it's it's just kind of uh, you're surprised. Last week I was really surprised by some of the outcomes, and I know you were at one of the games that – uh, was probably most surprised about was the uh, Warren Central Ben Davis game and wanted to touch on that. It was kind of a wild ending. Um, you know, the, the ben Davis had to convert a fourth and twenty at, at one point, and uh, Gibson to Carnell uh, gets it done. Carnell made a great catch. I was watching the. we I was in the studio doing our uh, Friday Night Live uh, studio show. Uh, that was fun, by the way, and, and had a good opportunity to just do that for one week and then you know get back out uh, here this week, but. Anyway, watching that game, it would look like Warren had it wrapped up and then blocked a kick in overtime, ran on the field, and they call too many men on the field. And Ben Davis gets another chance, ties the game, and then goes on and and wins the game in uh, two overtimes. So a huge win. I actually called Jason Simmons that night and and followed up with him. A huge win, obviously, for Ben Davis. A bit of a... uh, Bit of a head scratcher, a little bit for Warren, although in this rivalry, you never know, you're never quite sure. But your takeaways from just kind of the bizarre nature of how that game <laughs> finished, and, and then you know, how do you feel like each of those teams are, are? You know, right now, Warren's three and two, Ben Davis, two and three. Where do you feel like those teams are at this point going into week six?
1: Yeah, I think first and foremost, uh, Dalen Carnell should have someone carrying his backpack this week because he <laughs> put Ben Davis on his back and carried him through there at the end. I mean, he. He's, he's an absolute stud, and we knew that going into the year. We hadn't seen him utilized as much going into this game. Uh, but he, he showed up when, when he needed to. They got him the ball when they needed to. He was the go-to man down the stretch for him, and for good reason, offensively and defensively. I mean, he ended up getting interception at the end, kind of ended. and uh, it, it, it was a game where Ben Davis threw a lot of uh, pre-snap movement at Warren Central. I think really affected him. They had a lot of guys going out. They run that spread-style offense. They spread them out wide, and Trent Gibson, when he gets into the open field, is very explosive, and uh, that's something that Warren definitely had to adapt to, and we, we saw the ball move up and down the field so many times, and then there were just no points on the board. I mean, there there were turnovers, there were fourth down stops. I mean, both teams played great. It was a typical uh, Warren-Ben Davis rivalry game. It was mm-hmm. something you expect to see from two, two uh, strong rivals, and... Uh, it, it was a it was a fun game to call. It, it, was, it was it was awesome, and, and, and you saw at the end the fourth and twenty. Dalen Cornell gets it. You're like, how did he make that grab? How did the, how did Trent Gibson even have the arm strength to get it there? And then they march it down the field. They set up for what seems to be a, a pretty sure sure shot field goal. And then Warren blocks it, and you're like, I can't believe they just escaped out of this one. And then you see the backside judge throw a flag late. And it, it, it was the correct call man it looked like the benches had cleared for Warren Central. that ball just hung yeah. in balance for the <laughs> longest amount of time and uh it gave Ben Davis another opportunity to then you know kick another field goal and get it to overtime where they got an interception on Kobe Moore in the second overtime and finished him off so uh it, it was it was a phenomenal game and, and uh it, it was a game that I think coach Simmons and Ben Davis definitely needed it, it was it was kind of that marquee win that we'd been waiting for. And and I'm hoping this is this is kind of the game that turns the tide for for the Ben Davis Giants this year.
0: Yeah, it was one of the and the call uh, you, you mentioned. It's the right one. That was a good crew on that game. Um, and as I was watching that in the studio, you could tell it was it was it's an unfortunate call because it's not you know you you don't want to let the the call decide the game necessarily, but. Uh, the ball was still in play at that point, even though the clock was at zero. It's still on the field. It's still a live ball, and you had players coming onto the field and coaches. If you watch the replay, and it, you know, and you understand why they blocked the kick. It's, it appears the game is over. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things. It's a right call. It's an. It's also an unfortunate call. Um, because it, it does really decide uh, kind of who wins and loses eventually in that game. But uh, credit Ben Davis, uh, you know, Hassel, I thought, was, was good in that game, receiving and running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a big difference maker. His quickness and speed yep. and everything he can do Elijah on Hassel. So, you know, Ben Davis has, you know, they ha- have had some struggles this year. Uh, they've also been in some games where you know they they've had a chance to they, you know against Brownsbury late in that game had a chance or came back on them uh and then had it taken to them a couple times by Center Grove and uh in Avon but uh you know it's a, it's a good team i'm curious to see now kind of what happens to to Ben Davis because they play uh Lawrence North this week and uh you know speaking of another kind of surprising game You know Lawrence North goes right down to the wire with Carmel and loses in overtime, twenty-three to twenty, on Friday night. And again, that was another game where we're watching it uh, unfold there late Friday night. And uh, you know it's one of we saw we've kind of seen Donovan McCulley have his growing pains, like we knew this year as a junior. Uh, He runs for one hundred eleven yards in that game and throws for one thirty-six and no interceptions. So he was really efficient. Didn't throw for a ton of yards. Uh, but running wise pro- was probably the best game he's had as far as being a dangerous threat that way and then you look at the stats in this game and Lawrence North controlled the ball they, they ran 75 plays to 45 for Carmel so uh, they outgained them you know they kind of did everything they had to do to, to be able to spring this upset other than they had 12 penalties for 147 yards which is that ends up hurting you but uh, but really Lawrence North I mean that Again, we always talk about this. It seems like they're right on the verge yeah. of, of getting these big wins and kind of turning the corner. Can't quite do it, and uh, Carmel kind of escapes uh, with that win on Friday. But now Ben Davis plays Lawrence North, and I really have no idea what to expect <laughs> in that game other than I'm be, I'm really interested to see what happens.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Lawrence North, Carmel, is always, that, that's a game that Lawrence North has had some success in mm-hmm. recent years, and they've always played them tough. I mean, the Greyhounds will attest to that, but uh it, it does it feels like we, the, the wildcats are they're right there we keep saying it. they're right there it's just i i think what they need is is to finally break through and get a win here uh to 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 kind of catapult their season and and kind of the um the the atmosphere and the culture there at Lawrence North uh they have the t- plenty of talent there we know that we've seen that from uh Donna to Bashir Smith to Omar Cooper i mean the, those those guys can can flat out play so uh, it's going to be a matter of just getting over the hump. And, and like you said, I, I don't think anyone knows what to expect from the Mick anymore. I mean, yeah. you don't know who the best team is. You don't know who the worst team is. I mean, it, it it's a jumbled mess right now. Uh, with it, Truly, anybody can beat anyone on any given day. Uh, and, and, and we saw that this Friday night, which it felt like it should have been Friday the 13th. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it was just a bizarre night. It
0: was. And Omar Cooper, by the way, you mentioned his name. He's quickly becoming a star uh, in the mick, and I'm uh, really excited to see what he can do moving forward. 11 catches for 70 yards. Uh, not a ton of yards, but uh, again, 11 catches. He had a big week the week before, and uh, he just continues to uh, to impress. A young young receiver for Lawrence North, so that's fun. When you see guys like that, you know you're going to be seeing the next couple of years, and hit will be back, and you know, so there's there's some really good pieces there. Just, you know, Can Lawrence North. This again, this would be a huge win if they could beat Ben Davis uh mm-hmm. tomorrow night. That would be absolutely huge for uh for the Wildcats. After that overtime loss, I mean, they had to feel like, you know, we guess we were right there uh nearly able to win that game and let's just stay in the mix because another kind of a crazy game. Uh North Central comes mm-hmm. back and beats Center Grove Friday and, it, and I saw the score uh in the fourth quarter was 20 to 10. Uh, Center Grove was winning and the next thing i saw North Central <laughs> beat them 24 to 20 and you know that's a, it's another team where you know they were they were what 26 uh, nothing the first game of the year to fishers talking about North Central and now all of a sudden you're looking at them as a, as probably a top 10 team in the state and uh you know 3 and 2 record and it goes to show you know Kevin O'Shea uh, knows what he's doing there and uh another kind of tough loss for Center Grove who you know, still waiting to get uh, Carson Steele back, but but you kind of feel like that was a game they had uh, a little bit in their back pocket. The way they protect leads and, and have always done well doing that. Uh, you know, that's a it's a it's a. But I guess I take away North Central good win. Uh, Harry Abel's been playing better at quarterback, and they have a they have a receiver Richard Hamilton who uh, is a, is kind of a game breaker type too. Oh, yeah. So he's he's. In a year where maybe we're lacking a little bit of, of you know breakaway type athletes, playmaker types, uh, he's a guy who can go win you a game for for North oh, yeah. Central.
1: Oh yeah, I, I I like Richard Hamilton. He was a guy that was a playmaker last year. Kind of it kind of came onto the scene late. He'd run out of that slot position a lot and was kind of the big play guy when they needed a, you know big play down the field or get to break someone in the open field. He he was typically the guy. like him and. Uh, at the beginning of the year, we said you know who's a team that maybe will surprise you or more might surprise some people, and I said I think North Central will, even though they went you know they won nine games last year, they were nine and three. Uh, I don't think they'll be as good as they were last year, but I think they're still a really good team that people are counting out already because their defense is, is so strong, led by Michael Brown there back at safety. He was the leading tackler went out late last season, uh, and he's back now senior year, having a great year as well. So. I really like their defense. I really like Kevin O'Shea uh, coaching them up, I and mean, we've seen North Central just take strides. I mean, it, you think about the Panthers what they were four years ago to where they are mm-hmm. now oh, yeah. just very impressive. So, and like you said, Harry boyd, we saw the, the beginning of the year really struggled with turning the ball over. That, that was that was the main concern for North Central is that they were just turning the ball over, and else you can't win if you don't get points on the board. And that's something that progressively we've seen every single game they started to get better. Their offense started flowing a little more and this is the game i think they needed a comeback victory against center grove and beating them two years in a row now i mean that, that that's a big time that's a big program win that's big for the culture there at, at north central and those guys believing and believe it or not they're one of three mic teams now that have a winning record yeah. i mean they're only like three mic teams with a winning record and north central's one of them they're a team that you know i said look out for and i think they're here and it's because mostly in part because of their defense, but that offense is starting to get rolling a little bit.
0: I'm not going to be shocked if they have a big game Friday at Carmel. Uh, Carmel, of course, four and one. This I covered this game last year, and it was an absolute instant classic type of it. it was a three overtime game it felt like North Central had it had it they lost it had it and then lost it again uh 41 40 and three overtimes and you know it was a really uh emotional it was it was a fun game to cover uh Carmel's defense was great last year but North Central found they had a great offense too mm-hmm. so it was a it was a fun matchup that way uh, I don't sense we'll see that many points on the board probably this year uh but but I think this could be a really good game, really interesting uh, matchup here uh, especially after Carmel had to go to overtime with Lawrence North back at home again um, but I think this is, this sets up to be maybe the most intriguing game in the mick on Friday night
1: No, absolutely, I mean like you said there there's some history there now, North Central wants some revenge and and Carmel's defense was so strong last year, and I think it's still really good this year. I don't think it's as strong as it was last year, but it's the Carmel Greyhounds. You know they're going to have a good defense, and it shows Their linebackers flock to the ball. But uh, I agree with you. I think it is going to be a really good game, kind of a battle on the north side there. There's a lot of pride on the line. so. Uh, it, it's going to be if North Central can move the ball enough and if they can stop the run, which I think they can do against the Greyhounds, I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring game, but it's going to be really close.
0: The other mid-game uh, Friday is Pike at Warren Central. Uh, Pike picked up their first win uh, last week over uh, Lawrence Central. and uh, So they go into this game 1-4. and four. Warren, of course, trying to uh, uh, avenge last week's loss. I'm sure we'll be a little bit upset and uh, ready to come out and, and play well in that game. Uh, you know, interesting. Warren has not really run the ball very well uh, this year as as a team. Uh, Randy Wells is having a good year, but that uh, he's pretty much it so far in the, in the running game. So uh, they're barely over 100 yards on average per game. Pike has played pretty well defensively. Logan, is this a, is this possibly a, an upset special? You've seen Pike a couple times.
1: Uh, it, it could it could be it could possibly be that Pike has continually grown every single game. It's a, it, it was a Pike team that we knew was going to win at some point this year. It wasn't like if it was win with them. So uh, it's good to see them kind of get back on the winning track. And and I really like Anthony sidella He's a junior quarterback, great frame, great arm. Uh, and, and and Pike and Coach Etch do do a phenomenal job of. Of 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 just taking kind of what what the defense gives you, whether it's a five yard play, whether it's a fifteen yard play, uh, they have a really good offensive system rolling there, and it's a team that I think is only going to get better. And you mentioned the defense as well is really their strength this year. They do a nice job limiting the big plays, which which has been crucial for them. So uh, it's a it's a game that I think could be a little closer than, than what some people would imagine. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be quite be an upset. I don't know. Uh, if if Pike's gonna be able to pick apart Warren's secondary, like, like they have with some others, I, I really like Warren. Warren Central secondary with their safeties with Will Eaton back there and Javion Standbear on stand the outside, but uh, they. It's going to be it's going to be tough to pass against Warren Central, but like you said, the Warriors have had trouble moving the ball uh, in a couple weeks here, so they're going to have to find a way to break through on Pike's defense.
0: Center Grove also one and four at Lawrence Central one and four, and uh, you know Lawrence Central, you mentioned before we started this having some injury issues mm-hmm. uh, that that probably will uh, factor into this game. They haven't really been very good uh, running the ball or stopping the run that doesn't bode well when you, when you play center grow no matter what right. their record is uh, those are things that they normally do really well.
1: Yeah, right now Lawrence Central needs to just focus on uh, getting healthy and, and kind of uh, fine-tuning their, their offense and defense uh, heading into it's hard to believe this but you know about a month away from sectionals mm-hmm. so I think that this is where you have to continue just to grow as a team and, and we aren't sure exactly what to expect from Lawrence Central I mean they, they, they've been in some games and and they've lost some games that felt like they should have won. Uh, it's a team that, that just needs growth right now, and, and I don't know if it's going to come against Center Grove or not. We, we I mean, we thought Center Grove had it locked up against North Central last week and, and somehow uh, uh, lost that game. So right. uh, I, I think both of these teams are young and inexperienced and are both trying to figure out how to win and play four quarters of good, quality football.
0: Right now, the only uh, MIG teams in the rankings are uh, Carmel at 2 and Warren Central at 4. So, uh, kind of an odd, uh, odd year in that regard. Uh, North Central's knocking on the door uh, just outside the top 10. But uh, And if they get a win this weekend, they'll certainly be in the in the top 10. But really, nobody else uh, uh, that close uh, to making it in there. But the number one team I wanted to touch on was is Avon, and they are 5-0. and And I think you know, very clearly, they deserve that spot. Uh, I kind of wrote about that over the weekend after, uh, you know, they went out and, and beat Franklin Central 42-7, to took care of business. The team they play this weekend, though, uh, Fishers, is is now 4-1, and and they were handled by Brownsburg uh, 42-17. to Brownsburg had, I think, 503 yards total offense, which uh, that has not been Fishers at all. You know, their defense has been excellent. That was the best offensive team they've played. And uh, didn't didn't bode very well for the Tigers. Now they get to come back and, and host Avon, and I think you know we'll be uh, geared up and ready for that game. I think it'll be closer just because they'll be wanting to to prove that was a, <laughs> that was a fluke last week. But I got to tell you, this Avon team just seems to take care of business every week. And you know, I know we talk about Mark Bless a lot and his the job he does there at Avon, but. Uh, They're not a team that's run the ball particularly well either, kind of like Warren Central, but uh, Henry Hessen and that that passing game has been good, and they've got a lot of defensive playmakers too
1: no absolutely I said it with Avon has has a lot of uh how athletes in their front seven is as strong as anybody's I mean they have the size they have the speed they have the, the skill I mean uh, uh Avon really is is like you said kind of a full package they just haven't run the ball as much and and I think some of that comes because you have Henry Hessen at quarterback I, I'm, I'm really high on him I think he I think he is a really good quarterback uh even without some of the playmakers on the outside that he had last year he's still putting up really nice numbers he's finding the guy that he needs to and making plays and bottom line is they're they're five and zero. i mean yeah. they, they they've, they've won all their games no one has been able to dethrone them so they they have to be kind of a championship favorite right now when you're the number one team i guess that's easy to say but right uh, when, when they're the only team that, that's taking care of business I, I don't care who you face necessarily uh they, they've had some tough competition and they've answered the call every single time and and uh, really, with their only close game being against Brownsburg, and, and what's kind of a, a rivalry match there, mm-hmm. I, they've done it. They've done it. They have the skill. If you if you've seen Avon play, you you know that that that's a championship style team.
0: Yeah, and Fishers will be uh, uh, heading into this game. They're four and one, so uh, they're looking to get back on track. Brownsburg now they're ranked number six this week, and uh, after uh, beating Fishers, so. You know, they really offensively came out, and I think Donnie Marcus was over, you know, well over 200 yards was his best game of the year, and, uh, you know, just a lot of weapons on that team. You know, I guess the thing about Brownsburg is you how, how do they handle success, and, and how do they, you know, and really, I mean, honestly, you kind of look at their their biggest challenge is going to be Avon, and you, and you kind of, you don't want to throw away the rest of the season, but, you um, the re- the only real question is can they beat them in the sectional and that and, that, and we'll find out that later later on uh, into uh, October November but they do have Westfield this weekend and as I was doing the uh, Friday night live show on uh, on Friday uh, Westfield was up ten to nothing against Hamilton Southeastern and then the wheels fell off <laughs> and they lost uh, thirty four to ten uh, to HSE so Westfield they're they're now they were undefeated going into that game and. You know, so now they're four and one. Uh, how do they come back and play against Brownsburg and, and HSE? I think, is a team. You know, they got their running back back last week, and he he was well over two hundred yards in that that win. Every time I turn around, they were just handing the ball to him and and running right at Westfield. Uh, so, you know, this this will be interesting. I think there's a lot of things happening here in the in the HCC where you know we'll see how good Westfield is this weekend. HSE I think's a team to to keep an eye on. They're kind of lurking outside the top. They're only two and three, but I think they're probably better than that. Uh, So a lot of kind of like the Mick, where you got some some interesting teams and and, and maybe some teams that can can beat each other up uh, here in the rest of the regular season.
1: No, I I think uh, Hamilton Southeastern is an interesting team. I said only two win. They're two and three, but I said they got the running back back. It reminds me a lot of Carson Steele with with Center Grove. Uh, You know that team's just going to be different. When when a star kind of comes back, so uh, it's a team that's been close throughout, and I think it's, it's definitely knocking on the door of the top ten for sure. And if not, I mean, they're already in, but uh, it, it's definitely a, a team to, to keep your eye out for. Uh, I just want to I just want to give kudos to Brownsburg. I mean, that's that's a team that I, I've have been critical of where they've been in the polls uh, in the past. Uh, I, don't, I I still don't understand how a team that you know, loses to a national powerhouse in St. X and then holds Avon to seven points, you know, isn't in the top five necessarily. Uh, that that's hard to be convinced of me that, that Brownsburg isn't ranked a little higher. But uh, I, I give kudos to them for coming out and kinda of playing angry and, and kinda of flexing their muscle against uh, against Fishers. I mean that was a game where I know we sat here and we talked we thought Fishers might give them a pretty good game. If Fishers were playing really well. Coach Wimmer had those guys go, doing well and they're undefeated and then they come out and just get steamrolled mm-hmm. by the by Brownsburg. So uh, I like that they came out there and showed kind of what they were about. Uh, they left no doubt. They, they could have very easily rolled over and said, okay, well, well, we'll just have to prep now for Avon maybe in sectionals if we get them there. So uh, I like that they're still taking every game at a time and, and going with it. Uh, it's not going to be an easy one, though, against Westfield. Uh, Westfield, like you said, uh, just somehow the wheels kind of fell off against HSC how are they going to regroup and take on a really good Brownsburg team? I don't know, but that, that's definitely going to be a really fun game, and I expect a lot of scoring, too.
0: Yeah, and HSC, by the way, they're at Zionsville. Zionsville 3-2 and two after they beat Noblesville last week, 20-0. to zero. Uh, Elsewhere in the state, in, in the area, and I kind of wonder, you know, we're, the the way the 5A teams have played this year, uh, New Pal and Cathedral especially uh, in the area. So Cathedral goes down, where you just talked about St. Xavier, uh, they go down and play Cincinnati St Xavier on on Friday, and really dominated everything but the scoreboard in that game. They had the lead uh, into the second half, and then lose uh, forty-one to thirty-seven. And they were up twenty-four to seventeen at halftime, and and, and ended up with uh, looking up the stats here. They had three hundred forty-eight passing yards, five hundred eighty-five uh, total yards on St Xavier, and St Xavier had just three thirty-eight. So. Uh, a lot of really good things we're seeing from Cathedral. Oren Edwards had 348 passing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he rushed for 112 yards. Dalen Hall, 117 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, this this Cathedral team, I think, is probably better than what we thought they were going to be, especially on offense uh, going into the season. And to go down there, and I know, you know, it, it's always hard to compare. You don't we, we don't follow these out-of-state teams as much, but we know St. Xavier is good. You know, they handled Brownsburg, uh, earlier this year, uh, so I think these 5A five eighteen, I'd be, I kind of be curious if you threw them in the mix with the six a this year. How would Cathedral yeah. and New Pal do? I, I think they'd actually do pretty well this year.
1: Absolutely, I definitely, I, and I do believe it is uh, a kind of a down year for six a for sure. I, we've talked about there aren't just as many explosive players. There aren't necessarily kind of the the big guys that you see uh, typically in five a right now with Cathedral New Pal uh, leading the way. Uh, they've shown they have some of those guys, so I, I agree with you. I, I believe uh, those two teams could kind of mix it up with six, with the six A teams, if not uh, beat the majority of them. Uh, and in Cathedral, if you can if, if you can move the ball, if you have a good quarterback, Warren Edwards is gonna his name's gonna go down in history at Cathedral football. I mean, he's a great quarterback and has shown that throughout his time there. Uh, it, it's definitely a team to look out for, and, and I I just can't wait for. What I hope to see is a Cathedral New Pal uh, game. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I can't wait for that matchup if it comes.
0: Speaking of New Pal, some uh, kind of some news was coming out. I was actually at, at 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 earlier in the day. Had heard that this might happen, and then I was out at a soccer game and was was uh, um, you know talking to some people over at New Pal. They were going to play. They were going to reschedule their game next week against Shelbyville. Uh, because this year uh, they're in the same conference together. It's a normally scheduled game. Um, New Pal had thought they'd found an opponent to fill that spot, and they had an opponent for Shelbyville to play, which was North Decatur. Uh, so the team that New Pal had lined up to fill that spot ended up saying, calling on Tuesday and saying, "Hey, we don't want to. We're out. We don't want to play." So. They had to go back, tell, talk to Shelbyville, get North Decatur to kind of agree to not play that game, and now Shelbyville and New Pal are going to play again next week, week seven. Uh, this has been a really a rough year for Shelbyville. They're uh, they're winless. They've only scored one touchdown on the season. This game could be 150 to nothing. Uh, you know, if they if there wasn't if there was no uh, running clock, or if they just left their starters in, or whatever, but and that's not going to happen. Uh, this was basically done out of sportsmanship to kind of say, hey, you know it's this is a non game. Let's try to find something else better for both both teams. Uh, anyway, it becomes kind of a non-story because it doesn't happen, and now they're going to play each other uh, next week anyway. Uh, in week seven, and, and uh, life kind of goes on. But that was kind of a, a thing that happened, and I know it was kind of it was a little bit all over social media that this was going to happen, and, and unfortunately, it got out, and, and then uh, it didn't end up happening. So it kind of makes people scratch their head and wonder what's going on. But that is the situation. Uh, new pal will play. Uh, as scheduled against Shelbyville again next week. And I think, you know, Logan, I, I think uh, in this type of situation, just, you know, just come out and cheer. If you're going to go to that game, come out and cheer both teams and just be, you know, and I think people will. I think people know the scenario now going into it. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. Mike Clevenger is the coach of Shelbyville. He's a, he's a Warren Central uh, guy, um, and I know he's trying to get things turned around there, and it's just been a struggle this year you see football programs go through this sometimes and it's, it's, it's hard, you know, when you get yep. down in football, especially, man, it's a, you know, I've been on some, I've played on some tough, uh, tough seasons in football and it's, it's hard to get that thing turned around sometimes. So anyway, it's, it's, uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a good scenario next week and, and uh, everything will go just fine.
1: No, absolutely. yes, That, that is definitely something that I uh, would like to see maybe work out in favor for both of those teams, but you like to see things still come back together and play this game. And like you said, if you're going out to the game, cheer on both teams and, and have a good time, and and just enjoy high school football uh, and, and and kind of realize why you're there. Sometimes you know you're there for the kids.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think there's something to be learned uh, in that situation, no matter uh, what the final score is and, and things like that. So it's bigger than about the final score, and I think that's a good. Uh, a good reminder uh, next week. So, there are some other uh, some other good games this week. And, and speaking of, uh, you know, five A Franklin is is. Kind of like we had Mooresville last year. Where they were a surprise team. They just keep clicking along. They scored sixty points again uh, for the third time this year. Beat Martinsville last week, and they will play Mooresville uh, this week in a, in a Mid State Conference game. Uh, Franklin five and zero. Mooresville coming off a loss to a Decatur Central, a good another good five A team. Uh, Some Mooresville takes their first loss of the season and drops from number one. Uh, all the way to number seven, and it makes me wonder: like, <laughs> do people actually pay attention to who these teams lose to? Because that's not a bad loss to drop them uh, six <laughs> spots in the in the in the poll. <laughs> but uh, regardless, uh, they are number seven this week. So uh, a really good game, and, and Franklin, you know, can they keep scoring like they have been? And in Mooresville, uh, they're bigger than Franklin, I think, up front. Uh, so that's a that's a great matchup. A couple of ranked teams that. Have programs that have maybe been a little bit under the radar for the last several
1: years. I'm telling you, these pools feel like the BCS every every <laughs> week. It starts feeling like it, but no, I, I agree with you. Mooresville and Franklin, uh, it, it's going to be a, it, that's going to be a fun game, or at least I, I'm anticipating it to be a fun game. And and I've kind of hopped on the Franklin bandwagon. I, I, I'll, I'll say it proudly, <laughs> I, I've hopped on, and and uh, I, I I think this is going to be a, a time for them to really prove what they're about because there've been some skeptics, you know, say, okay, well, who have you played? What exactly have you done? Well, you know, there's this, there's that. But this is this is the game to show it against Morrisville, who we know it is one of the top teams there, uh, regards what the polls say. So uh, it, it's going to be a really good game that isn't getting necessarily as much uh, publicity to it. But that's another game I think should come down to the final possession.
0: Yeah, and then also uh, to Class Three uh, A, second ranked Bishop Chittard. They have they have a big yeah. game against uh, Garen Catholic. Garren Catholic is number nine in uh, in 3A. That's a, a Circle City Conference game uh, between those two. That game will be played at Guerin. It's actually 7:30 start, uh, so that should be a good one. Brebuff Jesuit they go to Roncalli, which Roncalli comes out last week and and puts it to Secina, which is two classes down from Roncalli, but still uh, a really good win for Roncalli. Uh, a little note here: Aiden Leffler, the uh, Roncalli quarterback, sophomore. First Roncalli quarterback to throw for four touchdowns in a game since 1976. Oof. 1976, the bell bottom uh, era. So that's a <laughs> a long way back. So uh, really good win for uh, that's Roncalli's first win of the year. They'll host for Buff again. That that should be an interesting game on Friday. Decatur Central uh, mentioned them. They host uh, Plainfield. Plainfield four and one. Their schedule gets a lot harder uh, starting now uh, with Decatur Central. Uh, that'll be an interesting game. And a shout out to a Tech. The Titans are 4-1 and one and tied for the top in the North Central Conference with uh, Lafayette, Jeff, and Marion. So uh, this will be a tougher game they play at Harrison on Friday night. But uh, but Tech uh, making vast improvements. They only won two games last year. they already won four this year. And probably they're probably not at that echelon of Lafayette, Jeff, and Marion, but still good to see an IPS team like Tech mm-hmm. uh, get it going a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Coach has done a phenomenal job over there so far. And and uh, like I said, we've seen we've seen tech teams in the past kind of come alive uh, when they when they get kind of the right coaching in there, and it can get the these kids motivated and ready to play. And uh, it, it is it's good to see it's good to see an IPS school back in there doing so well. And like I said, maybe they aren't quite at that level like as Lafayette Jeff, but uh, we don't know yet, and and we'll see we'll see what they have uh, when the time comes.
0: Yeah, they still have to play both uh, Jeff and Marion down the road here, so we'll see. And we'll see this week. Harrison's a good team, too. Cathedral is at Arlington. They host uh, Jeffersonville on Friday night. Cathedral, you know, this is a game they should probably win uh, fairly handily, but uh, uh, kind of a chance for them to stay home. <laughs> you know, they travel around so much. Another good game, Sassina at Lutheran. Sassina coming off that loss to Roncalli, Lutheran mm-hmm. at home, uh, the top-ranked team in, in 1A. And uh, this should be a really good battle. Lutheran had to come back last week to beat Cascade. Uh, shut them out in the second half and won forty six twenty eight. But again, two to you know Lutheran team that sometimes probably doesn't because they're in Indianapolis and there's all these other <laughs> big schools. They don't get a lot of uh, publicity or probably not covered as much as they should be. But really good program yeah. under Dave Pash.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean they're they're they've been up to the last couple of years for sure. Always always competing and always playing well. So. Uh, that is kind of, like I said, another under-the-radar game of two teams close by, Luther and Lutheran. That, that's going to be, I think, a really close uh, contest.
0: Well, we'll uh, cut it off there. We're uh, uh, glad to join you again here on the Preps podcast. and uh, Get out and enjoy the games Friday night. We've had some great, awesome weather uh, knock on wood this season. It's been a, a vast improvement from last year where it <laughs> seemed like it was raining or uh, something was going on just about every Friday, it seemed like. So, Seem, we run into those about every other year. It's, it's <laughs> nice, and then it's terrible. So uh, we're enjoying the nice uh, year, I guess. So I know I'm having a lot of fun. It's, it's always fun when you see the uh, the leaves start to change color, and there's a little bit of a, of a chill in the air, and, and that means it's about playoff mm-hmm. time. So uh, I really enjoy that. I'll be out uh, Friday night at a, kind of a different type of a game and I won't uh, leave it I'll leave it at that. I've got kind of a different story coming this weekend. Really looking forward to it and I hope you enjoy all of our coverage at IndyStar.com Again, Logan Hunt, thanks for uh, coming on with us and we'll be back again with you next week.